this. Hey guys, excited to be in your feeds today talking about Dorothy Stratton. But just a quick heads up that over in the Disgraceland feed, we've got a brand new episode on Jane's addiction that a lot of people are digging on. We've also got a new rewind episode from our archive on Juice World, both available right now. Also over in our About a Girl feed, we have a new episode that's available now on Jackie DeShannon, Jimmy Page, and Elvis Presley. And we have just released a trailer for a brand new kids show. Yes, a kids show that we here at Double Elvis are creating alongside our partners at Starglow Media. The show is called Music Land Stories. Parents, you're not going to want to miss this. Go search that up wherever you listen to podcasts. Your kids are going to love it. Give it a follow and then buckle up for a magical mystery tour of incredible musical adventures for the whole family starting next week. All right, let's talk some movies. Badlands listeners, are you here? Are you with me? Are you too tired to go to bed? Too riled up to stay home? I know I am. This is another podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Badlands, the rap party. Welcome to the Badlands bonus episode, another thing we like to call the rap party. And just like that other show, this is a show that comes after the show. A voyage from one episode of Badlands to the other, the back lot breakdown of sorts. On this bonus episode, we are talking about Dorothy Stratton, plus my recommendations and your movie-focused voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. Badlands listeners, let's get into it. Greetings, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the rap party. Let's dive right into Dorothy Stratton. Dorothy Stratton, playboy playmate turned aspiring actress. The woman Hugh Hefner called the next Marilyn Monroe. The woman director Peter Bogdanovich specifically wrote a role for in one of his movies. She was brutally murdered. This story is just fucking nuts. And I'm obviously not the first one to get to it. You guys, I'm telling you, do not sleep on this story. And there's all this great content that grew out of this story that you're going to want to go watch afterwards, okay? Dorothy Stratton was brutally murdered by her estranged husband and manager in August of 1980. Dorothy Stratton's death when she was just 20 years old, super tragic. And it just was this thing that just rippled throughout the entertainment industry in Hollywood. In 1981, one year after she died, the TV movie Death of a Centerfold starring a young Jamie Lee Curtis as Dorothy Stratton premiered on NBC. Two years after that, in 1983, the movie Star 80 was released in theaters, this time with Mariel Hemingway portraying Dorothy. This movie is fucking awesome. Go watch it. And by awesome, I guess I don't mean, you know, it's not The Godfather, but it is one of those movies that's just going to suck you in. Eric Roberts just, whew, God, so good. And then in 1984, director Peter Bogdanovich published a book called The Killing of the Unicorn, detailing his relationship with Dorothy Stratton. A lot of people thinking about Dorothy Stratton in the early 80s. <laughs> <laughs> we got creative with this episode, though, and decided to tell it from a very specific point of view, that of a private investigator hired by Dorothy's estranged husband, Paul Snyder, to follow her around because he's suspicious and paranoid. And obviously, this is before her death and the whole story. You'll see what we did here, and you're going to dig it. Trust me. 
We get into the whole tangled web, the two sides of Hollywood, the Playboy Mansion side and the Hollywood industry side. It's all towed through this sort of gumshoe, private eye, private dick character, the brother Seamus, to quote the big Lebowski. This episode, though, is less Lebowski and more Chinatown, or at least that's what we were intending to do, which got me thinking, what is the best movie or TV show that features a just a private detective sleuthing around? Can be anywhere, but Los Angeles is a good place to start. Chinatown, The Long Goodbye. Have you seen The Long Goodbye? Robert Altman, Elliot Gould. Great movie. Great. I think it's Schwarzenegger's first movie that he's in. I could be wrong. What about Inherent Vice? Did you see that? Did you watch Moonlighting back in the day? 617-906-6638. Call me. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a text. Let me know your favorite PI, movies, or television. 617-906-6638. And I want to know what you thought of this Dorothy Stratton episode. And I want to know what you think of Star 80. Have you seen Star 80? It's great. Go watch it. All right. As usual, let's get into some voicemails right out of the gate here. Let you guys talk. I talk a lot. You know this. So the last time we were talking, I believe we were talking old, old, old Hollywood. And I'm always looking for a way into things I don't know about. And this is super dated. And y'all might be rolling your eyes, but I put the call out for some old Hollywood recommendations. This came in from the 617. Jake, it's Colin calling from the 617. Uh, recommendation for a Laurel and Hardy movie. I recommend Double Whoopie from 1929. They play a couple of hotel workers. Colin, thanks for the voicemail, man. Love it. All right, I'm going to find this. I'm going to search this out. I'm going to search out double whoopee. All right, I'm going to report back. Okay, 617-906-6638. I might just hit you on the text because I'm not sure we got a lot of folks out in Disgraceland who are dying for me to talk about Laurel and Hardy. But Colin, it'll be a you and me thing. All right, buddy? Appreciate the voicemail. Let's see what else we got. Let's do this one from the 513. Jake. It's Curtis from the 513 talking about watching stuff uh, from the BBC, uh, watching those uh, those crime mysteries. Man, you need to check out Luther if you haven't checked it out with Idris Elba. Curtis, my man, thank you. Yes, thank you for reminding me of this. All right, one of the Disgraceland listeners out there, you know, like to your point here, I'm all about Shetland right now. One of the Disgraceland listeners keeps pushing Broadchurch on me, and I'm all about that. It's like queued up. It's right there for after Shetland. But I'm telling you right now, Curtis, thank you for reminding me of Luther because I've been wanting to watch this because I love Idris Elba. I think he's fucking fantastic. Loved The Wire. Thought he was great in that. Loved that he was Dave Chappelle's weed dealer back in the day. Um, so yeah, I want to check this one out and I'm ready. I think the reason I didn't watch Luther before when it came out, even though it was being hyped, was that it was a uh, BBC thing and I just wasn't into it at the time. So I clearly am now. Thank you for reminding me. All right, let's do another voicemail. Hey Jake, this is Dave in the 518 cruising down through the Adirondacks coming home the Albany area. Uh, first of all, I love the show. Second of all, you were talking about how you like the noir and Shetland awesome series. I haven't caught the kill yet, but Shetland, awesome. Absolutely loved it. Uh, then you're also talking about the JFK assassination. So mixing your noir with JFK conspiracy stuff, check out the novel by James Elroy, American Tabloid. He kind of goes through it. As from the point of, like, one guy's in the FBI, one guy's in the CIA, and uh, the mobsters all behind it, kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, none of this, uh, you know, is, is true, but you know damn well it's all true stuff that was going on, you know, when he named certain people, uh, 
and I just love how they called uh, JFK. His nickname was Bad Back Jack because he would only last, like, you know, three minutes with every woman and, uh, and claim he had a back ache or something. So, anyways, great book, great noir, all, uh, you know, so to kind of go along with your movie themes, you know, styles, and your book styles, and your JFK assassination. So, everything coming together on this bonus episode. Thank you much. Love your stuff. Good. All right, David. Thank you for that. David from the 518. Sounds like we got another truck driver here. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I let you go there just because I love people talking about James Elroy, and I especially love people talking about James Elroy's American Tabloid. Might be one of my favorite books of all time. I think I may have even read it twice, and I steal from it liberally. You will hear throughout the many Disgraceland episodes that I've written that touch upon JFK using some of the same references. I've never stolen the Bad Back Jack one, but Jack the Haircut uh, is an Elroyism that I've used numerous times, and I love the anecdote about Jack Kennedy not being able <laughs> to last very long in bed. Uh, you'll hear in our new Steve McQueen episode, Jack Kennedy makes an appearance in that as well and it is sexual um it's uh when i read it i didn't write that episode zeth wrote it when i read it i had to hit him back and be like where the hell did you get this stuff because the, the information is so jarring anyways bad back jack jack kennedy did have a bad back that's true and you can see uh, if you watch those old videos actually i'm just gonna do this in the recommendations thing but there's um i'll do it now there's this new disney JFK series. I think I might have talked about this a couple weeks ago, but one of the things I noticed, the footage is phenomenal in this Disney series, National Geographic, I believe specifically, but if you have the Disney app, you can get it there on the JFK assassination 60 years on. The candid footage of the Kennedys, I've never seen any of it before, and it's beautiful. I can't tell if it's colorized. It must be colorized, but nowadays they can do such a great job with technology. It just, it's stunning. But to your point, David, you can see, I was noticing as Jack Kennedy's moving around, you can just tell that guy's got a bad fucking back. The way he moves, the way he sits, the way he, he moves when he's sitting, it's all there. And I got hip to that through James Elroy. You know, you talk about the style of American tabloid, this historical fiction that Elroy is a master at. It's some of my, I've weaved a lot of historical fiction into the true stories, the history of some of the episodes that we've done. And I like it so much that, you know, I was talking about this in our after party episodes so forgive me guys if you've heard this and we're crossing streams here, but we're trying to figure out this subscription model and this extra content we're going to offer you guys. And one of the things that I asked on Instagram, I asked the Instagram followers, you know, what do you want? And one of the things we talked about was a, a nighttime story, a bedtime story that we produce, a podcast that's like heavily scored. And David, to your point, it's uh, it's it's my version. If I do this, I'm going to do my version of of noir, modern noir, and it'll all be historical fiction. That's what I'm thinking. And it'll all involve huge names, icons, both modern history and uh, history history. So I'm kind of working on that. I love this medium, this genre that you're talking about here, the the sort of Elroyisms. It's my love language. So thanks, David. Uh, and if you guys haven't read American Tabloid by James Elroy, please do. It's so good. All right, let's check out this one from the 781. Jake, what up? Your boy Ish. Just checking in regarding the Phil Hartman episode. Amazing, by the way. I knew some of it, but didn't know his earlier life. 
for some reason on Viceland, they have a show called Dark Side of Comedy. And the day I listened to the episode, I decided to watch the episode on Viceland of Phil Hartman. And I must say, the way you put the story together was a lot better than the way the Viceland people did it. I don't know. You got something going on, my man. Keep up the great work. Deuces. Ish, my brother. Thank you. Uh, I laughed out loud when you were like, for some reason, I checked out Viceland. <laughs> um, thanks. I appreciate I appreciate the compliment. Um, we always try to approach these stories differently. It's funny, man. I've been trying to get stuff made in Hollywood. Not, not even really trying, but, you know, kind of trying, but there's a lot of incoming since Disgraceland started. And a lot of the conversations always just sort of the creative of them just goes back to if you only did it this way, if you did it that way. And it's usually like in my head, I'm like, these are the ways that it's been done over and over and over again. And it's fucking boring. I want to do it my way. <laughs> we do it our way and it works. People love it. And to your point ish, we have our own style and our own way of getting into these stories. And, um, you know, I did do, it wasn't the dark side of comedy, but I did take part in a vice produced show recently on Heath Ledger. Check that out ish. I can't remember the name of the, um, of the series, but it's recent. And if you're just on vice and you search Heath Ledger, it'll probably come up. I'm all over it. So I get a little peek behind the curtain as to how they put this stuff together. Interested to hear what you think, uh, ish that's out there for you if you want it. All right. We are going to take a quick break. 617-906-6638. Hit me up on the voicemails on the text. Uh, let me know what you thought of the Dorothy Stratton episode. Let me know what you think of the new Dorothy Stratton episode. Let me know what other artists you want me to cover here in Badlands. I'll be back in just a flash with your texts. All right, we are back. and to do some text here. 617-906-6638. This one comes from the 615. Hi, love your shows. I listen even when I'm not initially that interested in the subject because I like your style. You were just talking about songs about stars, and I made a playlist of songs that mention classic film stars or film classics only. I have 10 hours of music so far, but it's a work in progress. Love the storytelling style in the Dorothy Stratton episode. Two exclamation points. Thank you, 615. Send us a link to the playlist. And I will share it out for you. We'll get all the Badlands listeners, all the Disgraceland listeners to check out your playlist. I know it's a work in progress, but hey, you just said it's 10 hours. I think we're ready to hear some of those songs. All right. Hit me back. 617-906-6638. Just like the 317 who writes, hey, Jake, this is Lauren from the 318. Lauren, I think you get a typo there because I'm looking at your phone number and it says 317. Uh, she goes on to say, if you like Shetland, I would also recommend Vera. The same author, Anne Cleves, wrote the books both of those series are based upon. I also recommend any Nordic noir mystery. I just started watching Deadwind on Netflix, and it's fantastic. Keep up the good work and keep those recommendations coming. You got it, Lauren. Do you live up there? You living up in uh, Scotland, somewhere Nordic? You living up in Norway, somewhere up there? Why is it so noir up there? I think I know. I did a whole episode on Norwegian black metal and we got into what makes it just so 
dark. But I appreciate the recommendations. And yeah, I was, because I'm watching Shetland, you know, I see Anne Cleese's name in the credits. I'm like, should I read some of her stuff? I don't know. It just feels like, feels like the TV making is what's special here. The actor and uh, Anne's not writing a lot of those episodes, if any at all. I think she might have wrote a couple. But on your recommendation there, I might, I might check out uh, some Anne Cleese books. We shall see. 970 writes in, Life and Death of River Phoenix is definitely legit Badlands material, especially with rock and roll crossover and postmortem follow-up on Joaquin, Keanu, Johnny, etc. I mean, you already did a beautiful Disgraceland episode on River, if I remember correctly. I guess this speaks to the intermingling of music in Hollywood and that which partitioned to Badlands and Disgraceland. And you've asked us what I think. I'm going to leave that to you. I just want to acknowledge your sensitive treatment of River in your Disgraceland episode. Well, I want to acknowledge your thoughtful text here, 970. And the River Phoenix episode was actually a Badlands episode. We probably released it in the Disgraceland feed to draw some people, uh, draw their attention to Badlands. See, it's all confusing. It's all confusing. This is all trending toward one feed, guys. It's all trending toward all the episodes in one feed. That's what it's feeling like. That's what it's feeling like. I don't know. I could be convinced otherwise, but I'm kind of leaning there. You guys love Phil Hartman. Lots of Phil Hartman texts. This one from the 862. Favorite Phil Hartman skit, the anal retentive carpenter. Put each, <laughs> put each piece of wood in a separate bag. I only saw it once, but I never forgot. He's missed. Yes, he is. Uh, 862 goes on. Thank you for a respectful representation of him in the episode. You got it. All right. I'm going to do more of these... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do more of these texts on Instagram tomorrow. This is what I'm going to do. Once a week, uh, this is the solution to the how do I deal with all the texts and all the voicemails. Uh, I'm going to do a bunch here in the bonus episode, and then I'm going to once a week, probably on Thursdays, I'm going to fire up the old voicemail machine, and I'm going to put my camera on, and I'm just going to just hit play and uh, answer some voicemails, answer some texts right there on Instagram. So at Pod, you might get answered here. You might get answered there. You might just get a, a random text in the middle of the night. I do that sometimes too. Sorry. But, you know, we're just figuring it out. 410 writes in, Hey, Jake, thanks for recommending Shetland. We just ended our latest binge series, so we're going to check that one out. And if you love BBC crime dramas, then for sure you got to check out Happy Valley. It's on Netflix. That sounds sexual, Happy Valley. I don't know why. Maybe because all the porn is done in the valley and uh, maybe the happy trail. I don't know. It just sounds sexual to me. But I'm guessing it's not. It's BBC. So I will check that out. All right, 617-906-6638. That's how you get in touch at Pod. You can hit me there as well, Pod at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to hit upon the music connection, all right? I talked at the top of the episode about the movies and the books that Dorothy Stratton inspired shortly after her death. Dorothy Stratton also inspired a handful of songs over the years as well. Most notably, The Best Was Yet to Come by fellow Canadian Brian Adams. All right, not Ryan Adams, Brian Adams. On his 1983 album, Cuts Like a Knife, a few years before that, 1980, Canadian rock band Prism released a compilation album called All the Best from Prism, on which they tacked a brand new song called Cover Girl, written specifically to honor Dorothy Stratton and co-written by, you guessed it, our guy, Brian Adams. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think Brian Adams had a little 
thing for Dorothy Stratton. Most notably, though, perhaps, is the title track from the Red Hot Chili Peppers' 1999 album, Californication, a song which references Kurt Cobain, David Bowie, and Star Wars, but which seems to also allude often to Dorothy Stratton, the firstborn unicorn of the chorus from that song. So, what is the best Dorothy Stratton song? Californication, Cover Girl, The Best Is Yet to Come? There's only a few to choose from, and there's only one answer, and it's Californication, all right? There were only a few movies as well that Dorothy Stratton appeared in before her death at 20 years old. 1979, Americathon, great title. 1979, Skate Town, USA, another great title. 1979, Autumn Born, I like that title too. 1980, Galaxina, love that title. 81, After They Laughed the Peter Bogdanovich movie that he wrote apart for her in and released after her death. I'm going to let you guys make up your minds on what you think of Peter Bogdanovich. Most of you know who he is, but if you don't know, you might recognize him as the doctor from The Sopranos. He acted in The Sopranos, but he was an acclaimed filmmaker in his own right. One of the greatest directors, but complicated, as they say, particularly with this story. And I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. You got to watch Star 80, all right? Go watch that. Great, great, great movie. Um, weird movie. Actually, probably not a great movie. A good movie, but a great spending of your time watching a movie. How's that? Okay? 617-906-6638. I want you to watch it. I want you to let me know what you think. Okay? Even if you hate it, let me know. I won't judge you if you don't like it. In fact, I fully expect a lot of you to not like it. You will have an opinion about the movie. How's that? That was the thing. When I was making Disgraceland, it was like, I really dug into this idea that I didn't want people to not have a reaction. I wanted them to either love me or fucking hate me. And they certainly do. <laughs> a lot of people don't like it, <laughs> but a lot of people do like it. And it just struck me that all the art that I love, all the music that I love, all the, all the movies that I love, they're the ones that get people talking. It's not just about making a thing. And I hope to impart that upon my kids in whatever they do, to just go out there and fucking do it and don't worry about what people think. Uh, the worst thing you can be is boring. If they're not liking you, you're on to something. All right? So that's kind of star 80. You're going to feel that. 617-906-6638. When you do feel it, hit me up. Also, I want your emails. Disgracelandpod at gmail.com. If you're an emailer, I'm trying to answer more of those as well. going to take a quick break. Back in a flash. All right, we are back, and this is the recommendations part. This is the other recommendations part, actually, the part of the other show where we recommend the movies and the television content, the recommendations part, the part where we discuss the movies and the television that we are recommending. This is the recommendations part here in the Badlands Rap Party bonus episode. And I got news for you guys. I don't have a lot to recommend because I'm in this freaking BBC Shetland wormhole here and uh, basically watching an episode a night, every night, and uh, then I have to, you know, watch the first half of the episode again the night after because my wife typically falls asleep early but she does keep up she does keep up we do get through it and that's what i'm doing that's what i'm watching and i don't have anything to recommend to you so what i want to do instead here besides talk about the one freaking bbc show i haven't watched any movies in like two weeks because of this freaking show and normally i'm watching a shit ton of movies during the weekend i just have not been doing that what i want to do instead i want to talk about christmas movies all right we're there okay it's December, whatever the hell, December 6th, 7th, what is it? And uh, this is fully the holiday season, okay? Great Christmas movies. 
How do you feel about Christmas movies? I didn't give a shit about Christmas movies until probably, I don't know, 10 years before I started having kids. I just got to be an adult and it just became this thing where I was like, I was there for it all of a sudden. And it was how I sort of got into the, the holiday spirit. And I want to know, A, what you think of them. Do you fuck with them? Do you just get excited about it every every year like I do? Do you uh, not like them? That's fine too. You know, everyone's got their own taste. And then I want to know, of course, the big dumb question, what are the Christmas movies that you recommend? Now, I'm one of these guys that thinks that uh, if it's got a freaking Christmas tree in it, it's a Christmas movie. Okay. I saw a meme this morning with uh, Brian Dennehy and Sylvester Stallone from Rambo there in the sheriff's office. And there were two shitty little Christmas trees behind them. And someone said, Fuck Die Hard. This is the first '80s Christmas movie, and I gotta say, I I'm I I can feel it. I if it feels like Christmas, okay. The Godfather feels like Christmas to me. It's a Christmas movie. Goodfellas feels like Christmas to me. It's a Christmas movie. Die Hard, for fuck's sake, feels like Christmas to me. It is a Christmas movie. All right. If you disagree, I want to know. People have very strong feelings about this. Um, I'm just going for vibe. What gets me in the spirit? Okay. I don't want to go through my favorite Christmas movies right now. This is not the place for that. We're going to do that next week. But in the meantime, I want you to think about it. And I want you guys to recommend to me your favorite holiday movies, specifically Christmas. 617-906-6638. Voicemail and text at Pod. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm there. I'm everywhere. I'm on YouTube as well. Wherever you are, I'm hoping to be there and hoping we can talk. Going to take a quick break back in a flash to recap this thing. All right, let's recap this thing. Number one, the obvious. Our brand new episode on Dorothy Stratton is available in your feed right now. Go check that out. Number two, next week in Badlands, a new episode on Benedict Cumberbatch. Number three, over in the Disgraceland feed, we just dropped a new episode on Jane's Addiction as well as a rewind episode from the archive on Juice World. Number four, call me 617-906-6638. Keep this Badlands movie conversation going. Number five, I got a split. I got other podcasts to record and I have to return some videotapes. So right now, a special dose of bliss for yours truly in honor of this week's Badlands episode, me reading the New York Times original review of the 1980 film Galaxina starring Dorothy Stratton. It is the 31st century and a man has learned to build a robot that looks like a playmate of the year and can fly a spaceship too. What a hoot. Galaxina, which opened yesterday at the Cinerama and neighborhood theaters, is your basic interplanetary raunch. The robot is taking a crew of three, a macho, handsome guy, an uncouth but lovable guy, and a dopey screwball guy to the planet Alter. It doesn't matter why. Even if you saw the movie, you wouldn't understand why. You wouldn't care either. Galaxina is supposed to be a spoof, although it is more like outright vandalism. There are scenes, for example, whose patrons have discovered the universe. Star Wars just did this one. Also, what a taste. The patrons in this bar are dying from cadavers. Still, there are two places. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.